listening to New Adventures, the podcast all about the CW's upcoming Superman and Lois television series starring Tyler Hecklin and Bitsy Tolick. I'm Tom. And I'm Zach. Well, let's get into it. We're starting to get news, lots and lots of news as we get closer to the beginning of filming, actual filming for Superman and Lois, although it should be pointed out with everything that's going on out there with the coronavirus and everything. Um, I'm not a medical expert. I'm not anything of the sort, but uh, I noticed just recently Riverdale has suspended production. That is a Vancouver, also films in Vancouver where Superman and Lois is going to film. One of the cast members was in contact with someone with coronavirus, so they just suspended operations. So I, we're going to talk about production dates and all that kind of stuff. I think all of that is, there's certainly a, a, at least a chance that there's delays or changes or anything like that coming in the coming days. Yeah, and of course, health and safety of everybody is the most important thing. So it's stay safe, stay healthy out there. This at the end of the day, this show is still going to happen, even if it gets pushed back a little bit. But the most important thing is that everybody stays safe. Yeah, take care of yourself. And I guess we will just transition into talking about more fun stuff. Actually, uh, there's no good way to transition, but we'll talk about Superman and Lois stuff. So we finally have a director for the pilot. This was first reported by Krypton site. Lee Toland Krieger is going to be said director. This was later confirmed by Betsy Tolick on Twitter. Are you familiar with Mr. Krieger? Uh, he did The Age of Adeline, which I believe out of everything he's done is the only thing I've actually seen. So I, I have seen about two hours of his work and it was it was pretty good. But other than that, I'm not super familiar with him now. Okay. Yeah, he's done three movies, Age of Adeline being the biggest budget one, I suppose that you could say his most recent one in 2015. Before that, he had done The Vicious Kind in 2009 and Celeste and Jesse Forever in 2012. Uh, both of those were a little bit smaller movies and he has all of them mixed or positive reviews for the most part, really uh, mostly well-liked. I've also seen The Age of Adeline, which I thought was pretty good. It's been a while since I've seen it, so I can't comment specifically on his directing style. I'd like to go back and watch some of his movies and TV shows, but I'm pretty excited about this choice. Yeah, and it's, it's always cool to bring in people who have cinematic experience uh, to direct the pilot or um, to direct an episode of these TV shows because they have they have different sensibilities and they have a probably more experience with a, a bigger budget and a bigger group of people and managing all of that stuff. So uh, it's cool to bring somebody in with some movie experience. And you'll hear from people that movies are more of a director's showcase and TV is more about the writers. And I would agree with that for the most part. But for a pilot especially, it's important to get a good director to establish the visual look, establish the characters in their roles, establish the tone of the series. I think that's all really important to have a good director to get that going, get the show on the right foot, make a good first impression. And Krieger has a ton of pilot experience in recent years. So starting with Happy Land in 2014, Beyond in 2017, Riverdale also in 2017. In 2018, he did Life Sentence, You which is huge on Netflix, and The Chilling Adventures of Sabrina, and Deadly Class for Sci-Fi. And then in 2019, he did Prodigal Son, and he's also got Netflix's upcoming Shadow and Bone adaptation, and now Superman and Lois. So this will be his 10th pilot, I believe, by my count. So definitely an experienced director. He's For such a young age, I believe he's in his late 30s, but a really promising up-and-coming, I shouldn't even say promising, a proven, as well as up-and-coming director who is, has made several successful shows been involved with. Yeah, and this experience on his resume obviously is probably more relevant and more important than his uh, directing movie experience. So yeah, this is very, it's a very good sign that he has done these this many other pilots. Uh, 
a lot of them turning into pretty popular shows that are well uh, acclaimed and everything so yeah it, he has experience doing pilots and like you said uh this is this is kind of why you bring in uh, a director for the pilot to make it as polished as possible to bring in a different director i mean to make it as polished as possible but also to say it in a nice way they're not necessarily super attached to this show or this story so they don't have like a lot of feelings about the way that it it needs to go and so they can work with the writers and the writers can still have a big say like you said that it can still showcase the writing but have uh, a really good seasoned director to to bring it to life that's a really good point that you know it's about bringing the vision of the writing the show running all of that to life and Krieger's done some writing in the past but not for these tv shows i don't think so yeah he's got experience of all the things that go into making a pilot in terms of working with the writing staff like you said and building the world, dealing with the budgets and the time constraints that are put on pilots that are done in a short amount of time, establishing an entire television series, you know, all the, th- all the things that go into dealing with sets, dealing with costumes, dealing with casting, all of that is stuff he has experience with and is really proven. So I, this is not a name I expected. I was expecting someone like uh, a David Nutter or Glenn Winter who has done a ton of superhero stuff, in particular on the CW superhero shows. But I really like this choice and I'm he's never done a, a superhero project or any of the CW superhero shows, which we thought they would go with someone like that, one of the proven people. But I really like that because he's got an outsider's perspective a little bit. And so he can he's not looking at this, okay, this is how we did superhero stuff before. Let's do that again. He's coming in with a fresh set of ideas. And I think this is something that I'm really excited to see on the show, having some fresh ideas for, you know, just how are we going to make Superman fly? How are we going to do all of those things? I think that's really cool. Yeah, exactly. And it's like you said, it's not somebody that I'm super familiar with. It's not a name I would have been able to pick out probably as a choice. But I, uh, from everything that he has done, I, I have a lot of confidence that he's going to do a really good job. And several of these shows are also Greg Berlanti productions. So obviously, they're very familiar with each other and uh this is this is kind of the go-to greg berlanti director now who is an nep on superman lois so a pretty exciting choice i'm really excited about it yeah along with that confirmation from bitsy tolik where she shared the script it's revealed that obviously todd helbing who is the showrunner is writing the script for the pilot he is the showrunner who came over from the flash but also greg berlanti has a story credit with todd helbing i thought that was interesting because berlanti has 20 some shows on right now and he's not been very involved with the, the CW superhero shows in particular, at least on the day-to-day stuff. And at least, you know, by the time this airs, it'll probably been three and a half years. His last story credits were for the Invasion crossover, which was in 2016. And the Flash crossover with Supergirl in March of 2017 duet, the musical crossover. Those were his last story credits that he received. So I don't know that it tells us much, but I think it's exciting that Berlanti is involved because he is, I know some people, not everyone loves him because they either don't love his shows or whatever, but I think he was heavily involved in Arrow and the Flash in the early days. And as he's, his empire has grown, he's been less involved. And I think the shows have hurt from that. So I think him being involved pretty heavily, at least in the start, is good news for Superman and Lois. Yeah, definitely. And this is obviously someone I have more experience with and who I have generally liked uh, the stuff that he's worked on. So uh, bringing him in this it seems like a really good combination a really good strong start to the show to have them working together on the pilot yeah and we knew he was going to have some overput it is overview it's one of his shows but with all those shows he can't do that much he's also directing films he did love simon uh, which was really well received so i just think it's cool that he has uh, a bit of an involvement we don't know how big that is but to some extent 
We also have production dates for Superman and Lois from Krypton's site. Again, this who knows if this will stay this way at this point, but the production offices are set to be open March 23rd to May 14th. That is eight weeks. That is a lot considering the standard pilot production time for the CW superhero shows is four weeks. So I'm wondering what that means. Could they just be filming other action scenes or test footage or anything like that? Or could we be looking at a, maybe a two-hour pilot or are they just filming a couple episodes at once? Yeah, there's a. it obviously, obviously really points to them filming more than is usual for one of these CW pilots or putting more work and finesse into it. Either way, I think it it means that this pilot is going to be pretty polished and they're they're banking on it doing well that they're they're putting in these resources up front to make sure that it comes out right but like you said it would be really cool if it were a two-part or a two-hour long pilot to to give themselves a lot of breathing room to tell a really good establishing establishing story for this show yeah absolutely i'd love a two-hour pilot and maybe they split that up legends of tomorrow had a two-part pilot but it was aired separate weeks i think Mm-hmm. But other than that, they've stuck with a one episode pilot, and I'd like to see the two hours just because I think it, it there's a lot you need, usually need to cover in that first episode, and giving it two hours really helps. But we'll see. If not, I could see them doing a couple, just the first two episodes. And if that's the case, it maybe Krieger is going to direct both of the first two episodes, and I think that would be really cool. Just in that helps to further you know have a little bit of continuity there in terms of establishing everything, the visual look of the characters, and all that. I think having the same director for the first two episodes would be helpful to getting things going. Definitely. Also makes me wonder they could be doing, uh, you know, what kind of what is going to be the cities? Like, what are they going to use for Metropolis and for Smallville in terms of establishing shots? Like how Batwoman uses Chicago for Gotham? Are they going to do go to another city and and maybe film some looks for Metropolis? I don't know. Right. Yeah, that's a good good question. Next up, Tyler Hecklin uh, and Makad Brooks both were at a panel at Wizard World Cleveland. You can check it out on YouTube, uh, but we'll run over some of the big stuff that they talked about. Uh, Brooks, Makad Brooks said he left on good terms, but said things had run their course with the the Jimmy Olsen character. So uh, I know we talked about him maybe coming back. This doesn't sound too hopeful for that. Yeah, I'm I'm not expecting him to have a major role in the show. Again, maybe some flashbacks with a a younger Jimmy if, if Brooks has moved on. I know he's got Mortal Kombat movie and some other things. Uh, so maybe that's the case. Yeah. He also said that he wished he had an answer for you uh, about why Lucy Lane just disappeared after season one. I, I don't think anybody has a, a definite explanation for it other than maybe they just, she got lost in the shuffle when they moved over to CW from CBS. Yeah. I, I assumed that was a, I don't know, maybe Jenna Dewan's expensive or and with a lower budget, they couldn't afford her. Or I, I assumed it was maybe moving from filming in Los Angeles to Vancouver, you lose some of those actors. But yeah, I, so I don't know if that is encouraging for Jenna Duan to return as Louis C. Lane or not. Yeah. Uh, moving on, they also gave some behind the scenes tidbits about filming and heat vision and uh, other small things like that. Yeah, it's it's uh, I've seen Hecklin give that details in panels before where he talks about like, if you're doing a heat vision battle, you're just kind of staring at each other intently right. and some funny stuff like that. Uh, not anything about the show, but if you want to hear some of his fun behind the scenes stuff, you can check out the video. Yeah. And of course people want to know about the new show about Superman and Lois, but he, he said he can ab- say absolutely nothing about it and joked about that. They haven't even filmed the pilot and doesn't want to lose his job before they do that. Yeah, that, that's fair. So of course not much. He can. Yeah. But he did say, I know we're supposed to start filming in July, which I imagine means fall show. So I think October would be a safe guess for a release date, uh, but do not quote me on that. It's his guess. He said, 
Uh, but when he's talking about the pilot, he said, I think we start into the month and we start playing with a few things then and then we'll shoot in April and May. Yeah. So I wonder if that means they're going to start with the action first. So they've got some action ready to go. And then because if they're doing the upfront presentations in May and then I don't know, but it looks like they're going to film pilot, whether it's one episode, two episodes, whatever. And then July is the standard time for them to return and get going with the rest of the season. Yeah. And of course, like we said, right at, at the front, who knows, that might get pushed back a little bit. But as of right now, that's the schedule. Yeah. And so he says October uh, is a safe guess, although we're not supposed to quote him on that, although we did. Right. <laughs> I, I think I've said before, I would be surprised unless Hecklin or Tolik didn't want to do a full season if the CW didn't want them for October so they can do a full 22 episodes or whatever with Superman and Lois. Yeah. Uh, he also admitted that he doesn't have a history of comics. He he played baseball and started acting at age eight, but his friends at DC are setting, he said, my friends at DC are setting me up with that stuff. So obviously they probably want him to get uh, a little deeper into the character. And I, I have no doubts that he'll do that and hopefully really like the stuff that he gets into. And hopefully he'll be reading some of the same stuff that we've been talking about uh, over the past few episodes and uh, we'll continue to talk about. Yeah. I, I remember in the past, like DC movie directors and actors getting sent like character packages from jeff johns and other people like stacks of comics to read about their characters or whatever i think that would be cool if he's getting that and getting into that um i'd be very curious to see what they're reading or what they're using for inspiration uh he did say that he's not really familiar with past superman movies and tvs he doesn't want to unintentionally imitate them in a a positive or negative way just kind of do a, a christopher reeve or a tom willing or something like that um, which I, I don't know. I'm, I can see that. I can see that. Um, I can see where he's coming from with that. Although I would like him to, you know, read the comics and, and be able to reference that and uh, things like that, especially the rebirth era, which we think they're going to be using in, in some other comic series that I think would make sense. Yeah. It's always tricky, you know, wanting to bring your own interpretation to a character. Uh, but there's so many different versions of Superman that I think if, he spread it out amongst the different versions there wouldn't be a huge risk of just trying to copycat one version of that character it would be a pretty good source of inspiration that you could kind of blend the different elements that you like of the different versions of superman together yeah i know tom welling said he didn't want to read any superman comics because he wasn't superman yet and didn't want to be influenced with that yeah and that's makes sense it could also just be a cheap way for him to get out of reading comics but i understand where he's coming from but yeah i can see that with something like Brandon Routh, where he was tasked with imitating Christopher Reeve, he obviously had to do that. But part of me wonders what would Brandon Routh's Superman be like if Routh's inspiration was Superman comics directly instead of Christopher Reeve's interpretation of Superman comics, I guess. Yeah. And if you think there's a lot of different versions of Superman in live action, there's maybe 10 times more in the, the comics that you can pull from. Yeah. Well, I don't think there's that many versions, but every writer will, you know, there's been hundreds if not thousands of writers on superman at this point and everyone has their own little tweaks in in terms of dialogue or just the way they live and act and all that so uh there is a lot to pull from a lot of different things they could pull from speaking of different versions of superman he he kind of talked about how there are those different versions that he's going to get to play uh, of clark and superman you know superman to the public clark to the public clark in private um and this is this is part of what excites me so much about the show especially now that there's a family and they have sons that he will get to to play these different versions of himself. Um, and hopefully there's a, a lot of, or there's at least some trying to keep his secret identity safe. Cause I, I always like that kind of stuff in these shows and Superman's the perfect character for that. 
yeah, allowing him to have a private life. I agree. This is my favorite thing he probably said. I thought it was really cool the way he, he looked at it because you'll hear people say, what's the real identity is Superman or Clark. And I always, I lean towards Clark, but it's always, it's kind of in between because really, especially with where Heckland Superman's at, it, the real guy is who he is with Lois, who knows his life with his private life as Clark, who knows that he's actually Superman. You know, with Superman, he's got to hold back the Clark part of himself as Clark in the public, you know, at the Daily Planet or whatever. He's got to hold back that Superman part of him. So the real guy is, you know, he's one guy, but who he is with Lois and the people who know his secret is kind of who I think he really is, where he's his true self. He's completely open in himself. And then he shows part of that as public Superman, part of it is private Clark. Yeah, that's, yeah, that's really, really well put. The who he is at home with his family is like, that's who he really is. And there's, that's not really just Clark or just Superman. It's a good, there's a blend there. There's a, a, a balance that he has to strike between the two. Yeah, absolutely. And so, uh, yeah, Clark, whether he's home with his parents or whoever knows his secret is, yeah, who he really is. And yeah, I think I, I just love the way Hecklin put it and the way he was looking at that to see the differences of, you know, it's the same guy at all times, but the way he put it was when you're with a certain group of friends, it brings out a certain part of your personality. You know, if you flash back to some, some high school friends or something, maybe you joke about stuff that you had in common in high school. And if you meet with work friends or whatever, you act act a little bit different because of what you have in common. And, and I thought that was a really awesome way to point it, to look at it. Yeah, exactly. Elsewhere, that hashtag show had a list of other characters for the pilot. Now, this is confusing because they don't say exactly what these roles are for. I believe these are just for the pilot, but they just have a list of characters here. And it's a little confusing because some are principal, some are listed as principal, and some are listed as actor. And I think principal just means that they have a speaking role. So these aren't necessarily series regulars roles, although I hope at least one of them comes back. But some of those are just probably roles that will just appear in the pilot. So we won't get into breakdowns of all of them because the the breakdowns are a little bit spoilery but there's some big characters here yeah so first up there's perry white who obviously knows daily planet editor-in-chief uh originally from the adventures of superman radio series from 1940 but you know he's he's basically been been around uh almost as long as superman has yeah very very early on and this is one i hope that is not just for the pilot yeah me too uh pastor linquist who was in superman for all seasons which is that's one of my absolute favorite superman story arc so that that would be pretty cool if they could bring him in some way and bring in some story elements from superman for all seasons i don't know exactly how that would fit in with this show but um it is an arc that i really like yeah i don't know if that means there's going to be influence or if well, i hope there is or if they just needed a pastor type character and linguist from i think that's all he's been in is superman for all seasons or that was where he was introduced at least but uh, yeah if that means todd helping is read superman for all seasons that makes me happy me too. Uh, and then there's Ron Troop, a Daily Planet reporter who made his debut in Adventures of Superman 480 in 1991. So a bit of a newer character, but still been around for, you know, tw- almost 30 yeah. years now. Um, <laughs> Ron Troop's one of the bigger names at the Daily Planet. Character I quite like. Uh, he had a an interesting role during the death of Superman taking over for Clark Kent at the Daily Planet. But another guy I hope has uh, more than a one-off type thing. Yeah. And again, this is very positive sign if you want some stuff to be happening at the daily planet uh, a lot of the story to take place there this is pointing in that direction it seems like yeah again maybe just for the pilot or is it hopefully hopefully yeah. a regular thing going forward i hope and there's Cobb brandon a neighboring farmer uh he's from superman number two in 2016 
Yeah, so this is a kind of a big character that we're reading on right now in the Superman Rebirth era. Not really a huge character, but he's a neighboring farmer in Hamilton County, right? Uh, north yeah. of Metropolis. It wouldn't surprise me if they just moved him to Smallville and he was a neighboring farmer there. Um, but the, this, these characters almost, especially Linquist and Brandon, tell me more, not necessarily about what their roles are going to be in the series, but maybe what the influences are and the points to Superman for all seasons and the rebirth era. I think that's really exciting. Yeah, really exciting because those are really interesting times with uh, good storylines, I think. And yeah, Cobb Brandon is a good, like, well-meaning person who they have to kind of keep their secret uh, truths away from. So that's, again, that's something that I'm, I'm pretty interested he in. He also has a granddaughter who's around John's age in the in the comics. So maybe that could be something to show down. Yeah. Uh, and then there's some other characters like scientists, doctor, EMT, uh, et cetera, but not a lot of information about them. Kind of standard stuff you would expect. There's I mean, this doesn't tell us a ton. There's probably going to be some action, shockingly, and maybe an EMT yeah. <laughs> will be involved. I don't know that that tells us much about this. Next up, we had a, a Twitter question from at SmashGuy96. Uh, he said, off topic, but could you guys do a segment whether or not Bruce Wayne has a chance of showing up in the show? And if he does, various things he could do. That would be a fun listen. Uh, thanks for the question, SmashGuy. If, if you do have a question, you can uh, ask it on Twitter. At TV Superman Lois. Uh, what do you think yeah. there, Zach? Do you think we're the chances of Bruce Wayne showing up first off? Um, I mean, I don't think it's super high that we see Bruce Wayne just because, you know, there is a really big budget Batman movie in the works right now coming out soon. There's a, a Batman-esque show already on CW that doesn't have Bruce Wayne all the time. So I, I'm not going to say it's impossible, but I, I would, if I had to bet, I would bet against seeing him on the show anytime soon. Yeah, I kind of agree with you there. I'd be really surprised in the near term. Yeah, they've done some Bruce Wayne types, you know, not quite the Bruce Wayne you know, but they've gone with an older evil version on Kevin Conroy, and there's an older version on Titans and stuff like that. But I don't, I think they still want to protect that and protect Batman and not put him into too many things. Although they put him, mix him in parts of his mythology pretty much everywhere. But I think they will stay away from that. And you know, the only way I see that happening is if Robert Pattinson's Batman does not take off and they don't make a sequel. But even then, I would think they would go. I think they would still want to keep Batman for movies or a high-end HBO series or stuff like that and not put out multiple versions. But I also you know, would have thought the same about Superman. So I wouldn't say never say never, but I would be surprised. Uh, what would you like to see? from bruce wayne if he if he showed up yeah so if he did show up or you know like a bruce wayne type character like you said i i would i really do like especially we're gonna talk about this in the, the comics that we're uh about to talk to at the end of the show the trials of the super sons seeing bruce wayne with damien wayne having his son or even if it's just not necessarily his son but just a robin any version of the robin but someone that he's mentoring uh being able to have clark have this other superhero father figure that he can talk to you know about strategies of raising his kids and uh comparing their children and maybe having kind of super kids around the same age i would really really like to see that but again i'm not not so sure that that's going to happen yeah i'm kind of on the same page with you there we i mean it's crazy we've only seen superman and batman together twice in live action it was just briefly in justice league and of course they fought in batman v superman I think it would be cool to see their friendship in life, you know, something we've never really seen other than maybe 30 seconds in Justice League. See them as friendships. These are both guys who have been around for a while. And 
you can do some cool things with them being antagonists when they first meet and there's there's some merit to that but i think these guys who have been around for a while i'd like to see that friendship you know the world's finest duo who who were great friends for most of their comic book career would be really neat to see them as vets you know what's bruce up to is he settled down with someone you know what's his family life like i'd like to see like bruce and clark be able to talk about being veteran heroes along with you know have they found balance in their life you know clark and lois seem to have but has bruce and selena and what what it would selena and lois's relationship be like it's all stuff i don't think that we'll see but i think would be really cool and of course there is the the super son aspect of damien and john from the comics that would be cool and see you know the different parenting styles of superman and batman you know it's very different you know they have a lot of the same ideals but superman and batman being your parents would be very different things yeah definitely that's and like even though we're, we were saying we've said a few times that we don't think it's going to happen definitely don't take that as thinking that we wouldn't think it's cool for bruce wayne to show up uh, like you said i i really would love to see somebody else who's kind of struggling with the same thing heck if they could cross over black lightning in some way that would that would be a perfect character to have uh, Clark to kind of like lean on and talk to about, you know, bringing up kids who have powers and being a family when you're a superhero. Oh, absolutely. That would be a great crossover. Uh, seeing Clark and Jefferson with Lois and Lynn, and then also <laughs> seeing the boys with the Pierce girls. Uh, I think that would be really cool just to to mash those up. Those would be, that'd be really cool. And you could see a lot of those same things. Do you think we'll get any kind of references to, Bruce Wayne or it's weird because this you could say Clark's best friends in the comics over the years years have either been well Jimmy Olsen or Lois or Perry I guess you could say but Bruce Wayne or Diana Prince have been his two biggest friends and they probably can't reference them at all in the show do you think there will be even name drops like oh an old mission with Batman or anything like that yeah I I bet there will be some sort of name drops or even if they don't use the name just like referencing locations or my my old buddy from gotham or something like that little little things like that i'm sure all of these shows have little easter eggs like that um, and that might just have to be the extent of how far it goes but yeah you bring up a good point of superman needs to have some friends that you know are know what he's going through hopefully um that he can talk to so and he'll he'll definitely be able to talk to supergirl but you know she is she's in a lot different situation in life than he is um, but they still have a lot in common that they can talk about yeah that's a good point so with the family aspect of it jefferson pierce obviously makes a ton of sense and i guess barry and iris because they they did have a a daughter and a 20 something daughter for a year (laughs) time travel yeah they could even you know they could bring deathstroke back slade wilson bring him back (laughs) and have him fill that role but you know kind of opposite but they could still you know find something in common about trying to deal with their their children see what what someone with powers who raises a family maybe less than ideal what that could turn into yeah right yep all right well that's a that's a good question from there let's talk about some the next rebirth comics that we're getting to so superman volume two trials of the superman super sons this is superman number seven through 13 um i guess before we get into the main story what do you overall think of these issues zach uh this is some of my favorite storyline that we've read so far i i really 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 enjoyed this getting to see you know uh it goes from everything as kind of mundane as just hanging out at a county fair and seeing the the smith uh that's what their last fake last name is now smith family dealing with everyday life 
to all the way to traveling to an island with dinosaurs and they're flying around and fighting with the losers and everything. And so, yeah, this is a really fun, zany, uh, short story arc, um, but it it covers a lot of ground and has a a ton of great moments, especially family interaction. Yeah, I love this too. And this, these issues here, seven issues have like four different story arcs in there. There's a one-off in Superman number seven where they just go to the county fair. There's two issues where they go to Dinosaur Island. This is awesome. And then there, there's two issues, which is kind of a backdoor pilot for the Super Sons comic with John and Damien. And then there's two where Frankenstein and his bride show up. This is like one thing I love so much about Superman and his versatility in comic books. You know, the stories you can tell with Clark and Lois just because you can tell the grounded, gritty crime drama type stuff and dirty politicians or inner gang or that kind of thing. And then you could go tell a nice, sweethearted family story. You can go to Dinosaur Island and meet a World War II veteran who's still alive. And then, you know, run into Frankenstein and his bride. And, oh, Batman shows up for a couple issues. I just love, like, you don't know what's going to happen. And this all comes off of where they were just on the moon fighting the Eradicator with Lois in a Hellbat suit. So this is something that would be tricky to do, like that much versatility. But I hope they bring a little bit of that show, all the different sides to Superman in the show. Yeah, and this is obviously comics can get away with a lot more than a TV show can because, uh, well, for one, they don't have to really follow the laws of physics. Um, It's not more expensive to draw stuff than it is to, or it's a lot cheaper to draw stuff than it is to CGI it so they can basically draw whatever they want. But yes, this is this is a good reminder of how zany the comics can get. But you made a really good point about the versatility of the Superman character. Um, and it's really fun in this arc, especially to see how he and the family bonds hold up and have stress and deal with all of these crazy different things that are coming at them so quickly. Yeah. And Superman number seven, our town has been cited as a lot of people's uh, an issue. A lot of people love. Um, yeah. The first page of that is something i absolutely love they could bring the first couple pages if they could do that it's something that would be tricky to do in tv because you'd have to pay all the actors for two second role but it basically starts superman is patrolling metropolis kind of got everything handled there and then he's like well how about i help out some friends and you see him go and help all of the other justice league members in their city and it's so cool like he just helps them zips by doesn't wait for thanks they kind of look up and say thanks i don't know if they even see him or they see him as he goes away. Everybody says thanks, you know, Aquaman and Wonder Woman and everything. Everybody, well, except for Batman, who says, I didn't ask for help. <laughs> um, yes. But that's so cool. And I, if they could do that in this show, a couple episodes in or whatever, that would be an amazing way to establish the Superman as his first and as the first and greatest hero. But I don't, you would have to pay all those actors to show up. So I don't think it would happen, but I would love it. Yeah, it's not a huge chance of that happening. But yeah, like you said, that would be perfect. Even if they if they could do it with some smaller tier characters, it would be still be a really cool way to do it. Well, what do you think of them just going to the, the county fair? Oh, and, and following up after he helped all those people, I loved how Superman just had this cool look on his face. Metropolis looks calm. He was waiting. He noticed it was morning, and he just had a smile on his face because he could know he could go to his house and, and see his family. They'd be up. I thought that was a really sweet moment. And then we get that to see them go to the fair. What do you think of that? Yeah, I mean, this is, like you said, a ton of people cite this as one of their favorites. And I, I, I think I've definitely added this as, as one of my favorites just because we get to see this whole different side of the family trying to keep things easy and calm, but trouble always seems to find them. But it's not huge trouble. You know, it's just like some punks trying to rob the, the ticket booth. Uh, but it's still, it's really, really cool to see them in this different setting and 
to all be trying to keep their identities secret while trying to have a, a normal, somewhat normal life. It's it's really cool. Yeah, normally I wouldn't be all about a, a one-off episode, one-off issue, but as long as it's done well, it can work. And I could see this working as a, an episode of the show where you take a breather coming off of a big arc and then it's just character focus, everybody hanging out at the county fair, Superman gets to solve, stop a little trouble. They'd probably have to mix in, you know, something going on with the villain to whatever they're doing and to to fill out the time. But I think this would be a great, great episode of the show. Yeah. And it's even, you know, something that they could maybe they don't necessarily need to go to the, the fair exactly, but something similar to this, a a not like super heavy action episode would be really good to have. Um, even to have a sequence like that in the pilot or early on in the season, just because it gives a lot of time and room to introduce these characters and uh, their relationship to each other. Yeah. And then right from that, we go to Dinosaur Island, which I just think is super cool uh, to see Clark and John hanging out. And it's just ridiculous. They're working on a science project and something happens at the fortress. Bam, they're, they're on Dinosaur Island. But I, I think that would be really cool to put them on Dinosaur Island where maybe they could you could see Clark with John and Jordan maybe. And they're a cool way to test their powers and work together. I think that would be a fun arc to see as well, even for one or two off episodes. Yeah. And it also work, works really well as kind of like a, a training montage for John, because not that it doesn't, I don't want to say it's super low stakes because there's still, you know, people's lives at risk, but it's a different world from the one that you are really invested in. And so the, this would be cool again, to have like a, a bottle episode where they go to a different dimension or different world or universe or something. And John has a a chance to kind of flex his his powers and figure out what he can do with them. Yeah, I think a lot of that can be done if they're if it's set in Smallville. It's kind of a more there's more room for them to test things out, test out their powers. But you know, just throw them on Jurassic Park for an episode or two as well. And it's right. you know, I'm not worried about a T Rex biting Superman or anything, but it's still some cool action, some cool visuals, and and just a cool environment where they can test out all their powers, like you said. Yeah. Then I also like seeing the the Super Sons together, seeing John and Damien, how different they are from working from their parents and from being themselves and and being forced to work together. I thought it was a good couple episodes and sets up a couple issues and sets up the Super Sons series. Yeah, and this is kind of what I was referencing to uh, when we were answering that Twitter question about having Bruce Wayne on. This is the kind of stuff that I want to see is having Clark and Bruce work together to try to maybe get some sense into their kids, into their son's heads and uh, to get them to work together. Yeah, I, I really liked this. It was super fun to see Superman and to see Clark and Bruce come up with these kind of different tricks and traps to to try to get their, force their sons to work together uh, to solve issues. Yeah, I, I agree with you. And then it's really cool. They all go back to Hamilton County and cut down some Christmas trees together. Um, maybe we'll, we'll see when they get to a, a Christmas episode. That would be something really nice to see if if there is some other super family if they could have a christmas together yeah and some of the playful bickering back and forth between john and damien i wonder if any of that is going to be there for john and jordan in the show if that relationship could be similar uh to the one that is developed between john and damien sort of a friendship obviously brotherhood obviously where they're different people and maybe they sometimes they love each other sometimes even though they don't even like each other and you know uh, how they balance that, how they develop that. I think that's one thing that can be done by having John Jordan. It sounds like they're going to have different personalities, so maybe that will carry forward. Yeah, that's a that's a really good point that I actually haven't thought about is because we've talked about maybe one of the sons will be powered and the other one won't have powers and they could fit into this 
this role perfectly of, you know, Damien doesn't have powers, but John does. So that, uh, yeah, this, that would be really cool. And they could have a very similar dynamic to what uh, is here in the comics. Oh, so you think you could see something like maybe John has powers and Jordan doesn't, but then he tries to become right. a, a street level crime fighter by himself. You think you could see that? Yeah. Hmm. That's interesting. Yeah, that's, that's definitely possible. I could see them, you know, one of them choosing not to have a life of fighting crime or maybe they both get powers eventually and both decide to i don't know I, i'm still wondering how they handle that in the long term yeah well let's talk about the action comics arc 963 to 966 welcome to the planet yeah so this is overall there is a bunch of kind of confusing stuff if you haven't read the other comics that probably aren't going to happen on the show but to to try to sum it up in an easy way there were two supermen there was a Superman on this earth already who died. Everybody knew that Clark was Superman um, because Lois Lane said that. These are all different Lois and different <laughs> Clark than the ones that we're following with. Long story short, they're all dead. Clark <laughs> comes back. He's not Superman anymore. He's just unpowered Clark. But Lois was Superwoman for a while, but she died. Uh, and now Lana Lang is Superwoman. So it kind of follows all of this uh, with the new Lois that we know and the new Clark that we know trying to pick up the pieces, um, trying to investigate this new Clark and trying to, uh, with the new Lois trying to fill in the shoes of the old Lois and going back to the, the Daily Planet. I know that sounds really complicated, but hopefully that made some sort of sense. Yikes. Yeah. Yeah. This is, uh, it's really, I, I really enjoy it. Really liked it. But yeah, like you said, if you try to describe it to someone, it's difficult. But I did like seeing Lois go back to the Daily Planet. Um, and Clark working, you know, I like the way it starts with Clark, although we don't know the mystery behind that Clark working at the Daily Planet, all that stuff I, I quite liked. And, you know, there's mystery going on with what's going on with Lex. Uh, what do you think of Lana Lang as Superwoman? That that was a pretty cool reveal, um, especially because the, the last arc we read, she is she's there shortly talking to our the new Superman that we know and about the death of the other Superman. Um, but, yeah, it was a pretty cool reveal to see her as a powered superwoman so i i don't know if we'll we'll get something similar to that in the tv show but again it, it kind of goes back to the i hope there's another superhero parent that they can have some sort of relationship with it be that some sort of superwoman like this or maybe something less in, intense yeah i'm a little split on it because i do like a lana lane character and i don't think every character needs to be a superhero and i don't want every character on the show to be a superhero so i kind of like her being just a human being you can still be a cool character that way Oh. Yeah, along those same lines, that's what I really enjoyed about this arc is when they give a, a ton of time to really thinking about and discussing with both John and Clark um, the idea of Lois going back to work at the Daily Planet. And um, they spend a, a good amount of time talking about how, you know, that doesn't mean that she doesn't love John, but uh, she also wants to show him, you know, that people without powers can still make a really huge impact in the world. And that's that is the perfect role for Lois. And I, I hope that they, they get to do a lot of those kind of stories with her in the TV. Absolutely. Show. And, and that sounds like the basis for the show really is Clark and Lois's parents juggling, working along with raising kids and, and all that. So I would expect a lot of that in the show. And that's something that was handled well here and something I'd like to see more of, but yeah, in terms of Lana Lang, if she, you know, she's been superwoman, she's been insect queen. It didn't last long her being superwoman. I'm kind of if you are going to be a superhero, I don't like when they just take the the first name of one character, give them similar powers, and then change it. You know, Superman, Superwoman, Superboy, Supergirl, whatever. Uh, it's not my preferred thing, and I don't necessarily want her to be have powers for the whole time. But maybe if their time on Smallville is just a season or two, and, and they do move back to Metropolis hypothetically, 
which is still something I'm going to ask about until it happens. Um, maybe, maybe towards the end of their time there, Lana develops powers from something and she kind of takes over as the hero of Smallville or of Kansas, that area. And that way Clark and Lois feel comfortable going back to Metropolis and that Smallville's in good hands. Well, yeah, a couple more good arcs on the show or for, for the comics and, and something we'll look forward to. So let us know what you want us to cover next on the time. We still got a little bit of time before the show actually starts. If you want us to talk more about Superman and Lois in TV or comics or movies, let us know what you want to see. You can contact us on, at Twitter at TV Superman Lois or at Superman and Lois podcast at gmail.com. Thanks for listening and we'll be back soon.